0: Hi guys, it's Sister Spill and welcome back to Spillcast. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I am back again recording my bed. I enjoyed it the last time I did it, so I'm just going to continue. I have some exciting news to share with you guys. Um, I know a lot of you guys have been a little bit invested in my college application process. Some of you not, and that's okay, but um, I did have a few messages, you know, people saying, like, I hope you get into a good college, blah, blah, blah. I have some exciting news. Um, I still am waiting for quite a few college decisions, but I did get into just, like, my state university, which is really, really easy to get into, um, at least with, like, my statistics. I'm not going to speak for everyone, but it's it's pretty dang easy to get in. Um, so I got into there and that was my safety school. And then I had one other safety school, which was, and I'm just going to straight up say this, the names of the schools because it doesn't matter. Right? I applied to the University of Colorado Boulder, which is quite a popular school. It's kind of known as being a party school, but also like just a great location and a cool school. Um, so that was my other safety school. And I got in there and I got $37,000 in scholarships, so that was really cool. That was exciting. That was my second ever college acceptance, and I was super happy about it because, you know, the fact that they accepted me was really exciting, and it was my first out-of-state option. And I was like, oh, you know what? No matter what happens, like I know I have an out-of-state option. But then the fact that they offered me um, scholarships was actually so exciting and definitely um, made me feel good <laughs> about like the whole college application process, like. I you know someone wants me someone offered me scholarships. So I felt good about that Maybe like even like a week later. I don't know But it was in a short span of time I was accepted into like four different colleges. My recent two Acceptances are huge acceptances to me because as you guys know I have wanted to go to film school for years now ever since I discovered that could be a possibility I was like i'm gonna work and i'm gonna go to film school so I applied to chapman, which is now ranked, um, it depends on like where you look for rankings, but they claim that it's the number four to- um, film school in the nation as well as the world pretty much because the US traditionally has better film schools than any other place. Um, But yeah, it's the number four film school, which is really huge, and so I was not really expecting to get in because the acceptance rate for the major that I apply to, which is film production, which means I'll actually be making producing films, is seven percent, guys. Seven percent. Granted, they don't get like a ton of applications like maybe some other schools, but it doesn't matter. It's still like no matter how many applications they get, they're only accepting a very select few of them. And in my program specifically, there's probably like 65 or 70 students in my program is what it's like said in an article, which is so insane to me because it's like, wow, they could have chosen so many other people and they chose me. Like it's absolutely incredible. And honestly, I want to thank you guys especially if you're supporters of like my actual channel sister spill I know a lot of you guys are just here for the podcast and then some of you guys have been like day one supporters of everything but like I want to thank you guys so much because even this podcast and the youtube channel like combined I feel like they truly helped push my application over the edge and made me unique because I don't know how many other people can say that they own a t-channel with 400,000 subscribers and they also have a podcast like I think that's pretty cool and so if I were an admissions officer I'd be like you know what like this is this is unique application we should give her a chance but it is still absolutely insane to me that I got accepted into this school Chapman because it is such a known school for being a film school and like not as known in other areas. It's mostly known for its film school. So, it's just so cool to think that I actually have this option. Plus, what I've said since I was in, like, eighth grade and also since I was a child is, like, I, you know, I want to go to college in California or I want to live in California when I'm older because I was born in California and so, like, it's just, like, a place that has always had my heart and the fact that that I actually have an option to go to film school in California. It's about 40 minutes from LA or something like that. I don't know, but it's close to LA. It's close to beaches. Like, oh, and they offered me $112,000 in scholarships because the school is really expensive. And that truly like helps me out so much, helps my family out so much to have that scholarship. So I that's just amazing in itself. And I don't want to rant about this too much because I know a lot of you guys are younger. You might not even like understand what all this means quite yet, but it's good news guys. This is great news. Um, The second college I got accepted to was UT Austin. And some of you guys, you may know the names of these colleges because maybe you have older siblings or family members or friends who go there. I got accepted into UT Austin, which is a big school in Texas. And originally I was kind of against applying anywhere like In Texas, it was really just going to be like, oh, I'm applying to schools in California, you know, two in New York, the one in Colorado, and that's it. But my dad kind of brought up this idea of, well, what if you applied to this school in Texas, UT Austin? And I was like, hmm, like I hadn't really heard of it before and I didn't really register it as like a choice in my head. But I was like, you know what? Like, let me look into this. So I looked into it, into it, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, I'll just apply. And then what really like made me interested in this school, and now it's like my top choice, or one of my top choices. It's it's really it's really stuck between this school and Chapman was because I had to write kind of like why I think like when on my application I was like writing why I think that UT Austin would be a good fit for me and like make make me successful. I started researching this school so I could answer this question and I realized like how freaking cool it is because of like the surrounding area. Like I didn't realize Austin as a city, it's not like the rest of Texas. It's not like it's not like super southern and conservative. It's actually quite the opposite, which is really cool because it's like an, a whole different like pocket of life. People call it like a pocket of blue in a sea of red because Texas is obviously a very conservative state. Um but Austin is like a liberal city, so it's just a really cool city and I had no clue honestly like much about the city until I had to research it when I was applying for this college and the more I researched the more I found that there's like music festivals that go on there are really cool like museums and galleries and there's film festivals year-round which is perfect for me and I started to see like wow I I could actually like see myself fit in here so I was like really excited to be applying I applied and then after I applied I was like oh shoot like this school is actually way harder to get into than I thought it was because because I'm not a Texas resident. I don't live in Texas. um, I found out that Texas is required by law to accept or to take 90% of their students, this school, as Texas residents. So, if you're an out-of-state person applying to this school, you have 10% or less chance to get into the school because they only reserve so many spots for the out-of-state students because 90% of them have to be from in-state. So I did research and I found out that like my chance of getting in was like around 8% which is similar to the Chapman um, thing and I don't know how much more competitive it was for me because I applied to the film major as well but basically on Friday I got into UT Austin and I opened it um, they sent me an email and I was like, this isn't going to be anything like it's it's not even like probably the decision yet because I wasn't expecting it till like this this week sometime. But on Friday, I opened it up. I opened my portal and right there in front of my face, there wasn't even a letter or anything. It just said, congratulations, my name. And then it said, you've been admitted to the film major. And I was like, no way. Like a school that I had ne- like wasn't even on my radar radar at first that I would climbed to like my- one of my top interests uh had accepted me and I was super happy that was my first like really big acceptance of course I was excited about getting into Colorado but like for me um like Colorado doesn't really have the film program I'm looking for and like UT Austin definitely is up there for film and so um it's not ranked as high as Chapman but it's ranked really well um also if you guys know Matthew McConaughey he's actually a professor at UT Austin I hear he doesn't like come around that much but like still really really cool because he's like an actor and a lot of you guys would recognize his face but that's just like crazy to me to think about um and they've got a lot of really really good things going for them so I was just super super excited and then the next day it was my friend's birthday and I was going to like her little birthday get together with her close friends and I got an email because we were on her computers making vision boards for 2022 and while I was on my computer I like checked my email and I was like what and there was an email from Chapman and I again was not expecting that decision quite yet I was expecting it maybe in like one or two weeks and they sent me an email saying like hey you know your application status has been updated so I was like oh my god, like, I think I know what this is, this has to be my, (laughs) my decision, so I wanted to open it, like, with my parents watching, um, but I was at, you know, a friend's house, so I was, like, I texted my mom and dad, and I was, like, hey, like, Chapman sent me an email, like, I think it's my decision, should I open it yet, or should I wait for you guys, and she was, like, you know, just FaceTime us, like, we want you to open it, so I did, um, I went into, like, the kitchen, kind of off to the side where everyone was, and I sat with my two best friends, um, or I stood with them by my side and they were like, it's okay, it's okay. Like, and I was getting nervous. Like, I didn't realize how nervous I would be for this school um, and how much it like really mattered to me, but it, it did because the second I got to like click on that email and I was logging in and I was about to press like, do you the update to your application? I was terrified because I was like, well, w- what if it's a rejection? Like, I mean, I honestly thought it would be a rejection for both of these schools. So, it's just like, insane to me because I clicked on it and there was confetti and it was like congrats you know you're accepted to Chapman for you know fall of 2022 and then it said you um you're in the film production major and like I said that is a seven percent chance seven percent chance meaning 93 percent of people who apply will get rejected seven percent and I made it and I really think like I owe it to Sister Spell and all of you guys supporting me because like truly this has been so good for me and like so good for like learning opportunities and things like that. Like you guys help me so much and so like I just want to say thank you so far. Like if these are the only schools I get accepted to, I would be happy because they're both, I mean for me, it's the other two are my safety schools. Nothing wrong with them. It's just like film-wise, UT Austin and Chapman are my top choices right now out of the places I've been accepted. And if these are my only choices and I get in nowhere else, you know what? I would be content because both of them are amazing schools in their own way and I'm really torn (laughs) between them at the moment yeah it's just it's crazy to think about but I just want to let you guys know because you guys have been listening to my college kind of journey this entire time Um, I didn't get a scholarship to UT Austin or anything like that but the cost of UT Austin kind of evened out to be the same cost almost the same cost as Chapman so that's what's like even harder it's like okay if these are my two choices then like They are very similar in price, too, so I can't even battle with that, like, because I got the huge scholarship to Chapman, it kind of evened, it brought that way down to, like, the UT Austin price. So, anyways, not that you guys care about all these little details, but I just want to let you know that I did get into two great film schools, two great schools, and I... I I don't know what to do. If you guys happen to know anything about these schools, if you have p- people you know that go there or whatever, like let me know. DM me about it um, because I'm 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 totally torn. However, I do have more applications coming in with decisions probably the end of March. So I have like all of February to wait, which is well, it's kind of like two months because March thirty first I think is when they should be out by. I don't know if that means they come earlier. I don't know, but my dream school, UCLA, you know, I, like, hate saying it's my dream school because I, I don't want to, like, set myself up for that because I know, like, my odds for getting into that school are probably one of the lowest of all that I apply to just because it's, like, their film program is probably, like, two percent acceptance rate and I just feel like if I don't get into the film program, then I just, they just won't accept me in general um, and I'm not trying to, like, be negative or like manifest anything bad. I'm really trying to be careful about like what I say cuz I just I don't want to like put that negative thought in my head. But it's just it's hard because UCLA is kind of like that in between for me between like Chapman and Austin. It's kind of like a mix of the two in a weird way, and that's why I love the school so much. Um it is so rough. It is so hard um knowing that like my chances are so so low and I don't want to like set myself up for like high expectations and get disappointed so I'm just gonna see but I appreciate all of your guys' support so far um I have UCLA left UC San Diego it's obviously in San Diego and then UC Santa Barbara which is in Santa Barbara California um and then I have USC which is the number one film school in the world crazy stuff not expecting to get in there nyu my friend actually got into nyu recently which is super exciting so happy for her um new york is not really for me uh i think just because it's so fast-paced i think i've mentioned this on the podcast before but i would be really really happy if i got in because again that's that's like a top film school right there so i would heavily consider it if i got in of course and then i have columbia which is <laughs> i'm sure you guys have all heard of it you know it's it's known as that a super super selective school i don't mean to be negative but i know i'm not going to get into columbia i just know my chances i know what i submitted and i just don't think that like it really displayed me the best i i don't know about columbia that's just kind of like on the back burner i haven't thought of it and i don't care too much because i i'm not expecting like anything at all out of that um it was kind of just like for fun i have one more college uh besides the ones I listed, and it's Emerson, and that is in Boston, and it's also known to be a decent film school. I think it's ranked a little bit higher than UT Austin as far as film, but it's kind of like one of those, like, hmm, kind of like, I applied there, but I'm not sure about it. I really, like, everything is so up in the air. I don't know what other acceptances I'll get, if any. Um, all of the other schools I applied to are hard to get into. I think, I will get into maybe two or three more. I don't know, though. So I just think, like, right now I am very content with the fact that four of the decisions I've gotten have been acceptances, which is insane to me. And I'm super, super happy about it. But, like, the the next upcoming ones are are rough as far as, like, acceptances. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. So... Anyways, I am really, really excited about all this, but enough about me and my college. <laughs> I want to get into advice for you guys, um, but I just wanted to inform you of that because you guys have been kind of a big part of my journey, whether you realize it or not. This whole channel thing and this whole podcasting has presented me with so many opportunities that I like didn't even realize I could have. So thank you guys. Seriously, so, so, so much. This first person said i have an update and need advice so it's the same boy but now he's been distant i think it's because i've been with my swim friends and he has been with his friends and whenever we walk home it's like we can't talk to each other um by the way i'm pretty sure that this person was someone who dm'd me about like hey does this person like me because he's been like giving me mixed signals and letting me lay on his shoulders getting me stuffed animals and buying me earrings so, and then I was, I was saying like, oh yeah, like, of course he likes you. But now she's saying, she's getting mixed signals. My other friend caller, Bella, told me that the boy I like was talking to other girls and showing her. So she told me that she thinks I should move on because he's no good for me. I'm trying and there's this other boy on my swim team who keeps staring at me whenever I look back. And also he's friends with the girl, Bella. We were talking about the boy on my team and she says at one time he thinks it's weird to date... One time he said he thinks it's weird to date someone who's a year younger than him. And everyone on my swim team thinks I like the boy on the team because me and that boy have a friendship where we can say mean things and not mean it. I'm sorry that this is all over the place. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well too. Um, thank you. I think stay away from the original guy if he, you know, obviously is talking to other people. I just don't think it's worth it. I think you're going to find someone that just like is going to give you your attention if you get mixed signals, it's mixed signals. There's, it's. I've never had a good experience from mixed signals, and I'll say that. About the guy on your swim team, you kind of didn't really specify, like, if you like him or not, and I'm not sure, I guess, what advice you want. But I think if, you know, you happen to like this kid, like, okay, like, you can like him. Um, but I think don't worry too much about moving on as far as, like, moving on with another guy. Like, you could just move on with yourself, or you could move on with another guy, but just, like, make sure you you just do some reflection and be like, what do I actually want? Do I really like this guy? Do I not? Whatever. And then you said the thing about him not, like, wanting to, to be with someone a year younger than him, so I'm assuming you must be a year younger than him, so maybe that's making you a little bit, like, tense about the situation, but uh, honestly, you never know. I would say if he's someone that you're interested in, definitely go for it, but don't pressure yourself to go for it just because, like, you want to move on from the other guy, if that makes sense. So this next one is pretty deep, so just a warning. Um, And it's short, too. Hi, Sister Spill. How do you deal with dying family members with cancer? Because my grandfather has six months to live at most, and it's hard. It's like his body is slowly stopping. So first of all, I am so, so sorry. Um, I know this can be incredibly difficult. I personally have dealt with a lot of cancer in my family. Cancer has killed many family members and it's not a fun thing to go through for sure. Um, I was young when a lot of it happened so you know I don't have a ton of that like trauma or hurt um, but I certainly do miss the family members that I didn't really get to meet or experience very well because I lost them to cancer. Um, But I do I do have personal ties to um, cancer in my direct family. My mom was diagnosed with it twice and, uh, it was breast cancer and thankfully she survived, but honestly, like, she was kind of a rare case. She, um, a lot of women like her don't survive, uh, but she's been five years, uh, free of cancer almost, I think it's almost been six years now, so, um, that's a really, really, really good sign, um, but, I know how it feels to have a family member with cancer, and I also know how it feels to have a family member who you know is not going to make it much longer. Um, last podcast, I kind of opened up about how my grandma passed away in uh, October of 2021, just last year, and that was hard because it was the first real loss I had dealt with, and, and any other loss that I've had was like a loss of a pet or um, a loss of a family member, but I was too young to really remember it or be like super impacted by it, and so this was hard for me because like, I wasn't extremely close with my grandma, but of course we loved each other. She was great. She was super sweet to me. She did a lot of amazing things for our family. And I think it was hard because she lived with us for three months and then she passed away, um, one night, uh, not in our house, but she, we had to take her to the hospital and she passed away at the hospital. Um, and it was kind of a thing that's like, We didn't expect it to happen that quickly, but we knew it was coming, whether it was while she was living with us or not. But, you know, when we took her under her care, that was a hard thing because we just saw her health deteriorate. Um, She had, like, dementia, and so you could see, like, her mental health and how much it changed and little things that she said that wouldn't make sense over time. And it was kind of, like, losing her little by little. um, and, And so that was hard. But for me, I kind of thought of it as, like, you have this time now and so make the most of it sometimes i was afraid to kind of make the most of it because i it was a little bit sad for me to spend time with her knowing that like you know she didn't have that much time left but that was honestly not the right course to go. I think spend as much time with him as you can so that you don't have any regrets because you don't want to be left with regrets after he passes away. Um, and definitely show him a lot of love and show yourself love too because it can be an incredibly hard thing to go through when you know that someone doesn't have a lot of time left. Um, but don't think of it as just like a countdown. It can be hard not to, but also just try your best to Live in the present and cherish the time that you do have right now. And it sounds weird, but like, think about the effects when they happen. But it's going to interfere with your ability to really enjoy yourself and your time with him if you are constantly thinking about, you know, this is going to be a memory or I'm not going to get more time with him, like, you know, whatever. Like, just get as much time with him as you can and use that to the best of your ability and that's honestly my best advice for you. I just don't want anyone to have any regrets. I wouldn't want you to have any regrets because you know what? The best thing you can do is just spend time with him and make the most out of it. Next person says, hey, Sister Spill, I'm in year 8, 12 to 13, and there's this boy in year 11, 15 to 16. I'm snapped. He's really lang and popular. I don't know what lang means. I feel like I've heard that before. Is that like British slang or something? Anyways, (laughs) sorry guys, someone inform me. Um and i like him and he told me he likes me but everyone says that year 11's only go for youngers when they're bored i don't think that's the case with him because he's different ooh yeah that's what a lot of people you know what i'll I'll finish reading um since he's in year 11 this is his last year of school before sixth form or college and i'm nervous he'll find other girls and forget about me the thing is he's also snapping one of my friends i know that because she told me a few weeks before we started snapping that she likes um that she likes him and they're snapping but I've liked him since year 7 11 to 12 so I thought I could go for him I want to tell my friend to back off because I want him but I don't want to ruin our friendship because she doesn't know we're chatting and I don't know how she'll react about it because she's very sensitive about him okay first thing tell your friend I just don't I, I feel like it's a little bit shady that you guys don't know what's going on and that you're like both snapping him so if she doesn't know already please tell her just be like hey i don't know if you know but i've been snapping this guy for a little while and i know you're snapping him too and i just didn't want things to be weird but i want to let you know that like i really like him and we kind of have a thing going on who knows maybe she opens your eyes and she's like wait but he said he likes me you know what i'm saying it's kind of sus if he's like also snapping her friend because what if he's saying flirty things with her too? So I just like wouldn't want you to be missing out on anything. Um, Maybe by telling her you can get some information out of her. Um, Not saying anything's going on, but you just never know. So I, I definitely think that you should tell her because otherwise it might seem like you're trying to keep something from her and I don't want that to be the case. So definitely tell her about it and I don't think you should worry about losing your friendship with her over this unless you guys are genuinely like fighting over this guy, but don't let that be the case. It's it's never worth it. Also, I just think that this guy is a little bit... I don't know if I'm getting the right vibe from this only because I think he's obviously significantly older than you, um, even if you're 13 and he's 15 or something or, you know, you're... 12 and he's 15 or you know whatever like it's still kind of a weird age gap the the difference between 12 and just like 15 is actually pretty significant and you wouldn't realize it until you actually get to that age because you grow and develop so much at that time and so much changes that it's like weird to me because it's kind of like I don't know it's like a sophomore in high school if you're familiar with that I know you you know obviously you have a different education system but um it's like a sophomore in high school dating like a seventh grader or like an eighth grader like to me that's kind of weird I mean, maybe not a seventh grader but still like eighth grader and like a sophomore in high school to me that's a little bit weird just because there's a significantly different like maturity gap there um and I feel like you should listen to what other people say about like you know older kids older kids kind of going for younger people when they're bored or if they're not very like serious about it um and I I don't want to be like the Debbie Downer and be like this is your situation but I've just seen way too many situations and heard about way too many situations that involve older guys going for younger girls and it never turns out well because the younger girls sometimes can be a little bit naive. They don't really know what they're getting themselves into. They like the attention that the older boys are giving them and they think, oh, you know, he's different. He's not going to do this to me, whatever. And again, that may be true for you, but in a lot of situations, you have to be really, really careful because it happens to a lot of girls where they think that a guy is different and they're actually not. And they just know that you're an easy person to talk to and they they will take advantage of that and I just would hate to see that happen to you. So, I think it's best that you definitely tread carefully around the situation, Um, especially if he's snapping your friend. I don't know if he's saying similar things to your friend, so I really think that you should talk to her about it and uh, kind of ask her about it. Um, But, you know, he, especially if he goes off to college and leaves, like, I'm not saying he'll forget about you, but there are going to be so many opportunities for him and I don't think that it's very likely for him to really want to stick around knowing guys. They just don't do that kind of stuff because to them, they just kind of move on, move on, move on. Um, Again, I'm not generalizing all guys. I'm just saying these types of guys uh, and it's just like, it's, it's a little concerning. So, if I were you, I'd be careful. Don't just outright like end things with him, but I just feel like it's a little bit of a weird relationship because of the age gap. You might not agree, but from my perspective, I just think it's a little bit weird Um, and you guys are probably very, very different. So I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. I don't know every detail, but I would just say be careful overall. This next person DM'd me and said, Hey, Sister Spill, I need some advice. So my boyfriend of nine months has been ignoring me. He'll talk to me for one day, then not talk to me for a week or so. Uh, We're in a long distance relationship. And I don't know what to do now because when I try to talk to him, he becomes busy or he stops texting back. So I've had people send in similar things to this, really similar things to this. So I won't go like crazy in detail like I have before, but I will say that's not a good relationship if you're genuinely just being ignored by him for a week like a week that's bad like I'm not trying to rub it in your face and make you feel worse about it but you don't date someone long distance or not and not talk to them for a whole week like a day is like enough that's kind of weird it's like where have you been all day like to me that's weird I'm not expecting you to text me every second of the day but like at least check in say hi you know let me know any news or anything fun you did that day like it's, that's a little bit out of the ordinary, but to not talk to you for an entire week when you guys are in a long-distance relationship, that's really odd to me. Um, it would be less weird if it was, like, a long-distance friendship, uh, where you guys kind of check in every once in a while, but if you're actually, like, if you've established that you guys are dating, you're in an actual relationship, then that's not okay. If I were you, like, I would definitely either, there's two things you could do, like, confront him about it and be like, what's going on? Or, literally back off and see what he does. See if he attempts to reach out. Like, if you just stop reaching out, will he reach out? Is he trying to ghost you? Is he trying to disconnect from you? I don't know. Um, All I will say is that's very, very, very weird and it's not, like, in character for, like, a healthy relationship. So, I think you should definitely think of something, a next step to take, whether it be stepping back and seeing what he does or just straight up confronting him. Honestly, I've I feel like you should confront him first um but you know I don't know it's I get people have personal things going on in their lives they have different reasons for you know making some space for themselves but he could have told you that if that is the case and you don't just do that all of a sudden just because you're busy doesn't mean you don't have time to literally talk to your girlfriend that's weird to me This next person said, Hey Sister Spill, I really enjoy listening to your podcast and would really appreciate it if you gave me some advice. I'm currently in my freshman year of high school and I feel like I don't belong in any of the friend groups in my school. I've been there. (laughs) As frivolous as it seems, I genuinely have zero close friends and it's honestly so draining. I mean this as I'm literally sitting in the bathroom during lunch so I don't get judged from sitting for sitting by myself. Girl, why are you literally in the same situation as me freshman year? If you haven't listened to my freshman year, uh podcast episode please do because i'm sure it'd resonate with you um i tried so hard to make new friends but i just don't click with anyone especially people from my class and i doubt i would anytime soon since i'm stuck with the same class till my senior year i attempt to push the feeling of hopelessness aside and concentrate on keeping my thoughts clear but it keeps reappearing even interfering with my studies i blame myself for thinking that something is wrong with me but i can't seem to t- depict what i believe this is as has had a significant impact on my already depleted mental health but i just can't seem to find a solution towards this because I really think I deserve happiness too. Also, I really love your voice. Your podcast makes my day. Well, your comment just made my day. Thank you so much. Um, you know what? Like I said, mid reading your message, it would definitely be beneficial for you to listen to my episode about my freshman year experience. I think it was called like, I don't know, the wor- my worst year or something like that. Something about like my worst year um, and that really kind of went into detail about my experience as a freshman how I literally sat in the bathroom during lunch cried in the bathroom stall literally felt like I was in a movie like I tried sitting with so many different people and connecting with so many different friend groups and none of them worked out um so if you haven't listened to that please do if you have further advice I would give you is keep going keep going because if I hadn't kept going and like had hope I guess then and kept like trying to reach out to people, like I would not have been in the same situation I am today because I was able to kind of, luckily I was seated by someone literally like the first week of of sophomore year, um, who started a conversation with me and I began talking to her more and more. And then I tried to be as outgoing as possible. And eventually I just got invited to go hang out with her or to go, you know, let's go to lunch together. Let's go watch this football game together, whatever. And it actually turned into a friendship. And I'm not saying that like it's that easy and that's going to happen to you because it may not, but there is going to be a point in your high school career. There's no way that you're going to go your entire four years without clicking with someone. I promise you there's someone at your school for you and you just have not found them yet. Um, and I really, I gave up many times during freshman year thinking, I'm just not going to find anyone. I've tried to talk to so many people. None of this is working out, but there's still people like even as a senior, I'm getting to know that I'm like, wow, I didn't know this side of you existed or wow, I could see us actually being friends. And I never thought of that before back in freshman year. So it's really, really important that you keep branching out as much as you can, as hard as it can be, because you will get to the place that you want to be. You will find a friend group. You will find a good friend that actually genuinely clicks with you. But give it time. That is the best answer I can give you because I can't just sit here and be like, oh, you know, go talk to people and go reach out and go join clubs because that's what everyone says and it can get tiring when everyone says that. So I get it and it's not that easy, but for me, I think The number one thing that kept me going is like I know I just I have a feeling in my heart I'm going to figure this out and it might not be freshman year but next year it's a whole new opportunity and I think anytime you get an opportunity to speak to someone you get a new seating chart a new kid comes to school you join something like take any opportunity to talk to someone and establish yourself as someone that they could possibly be interested in in being friends with And that will set you up for future interactions with people because they'll remember you. Maybe they'll start waving to you at the halls and then maybe you'll partner together for something and then they'll, you know, invite you to go somewhere or whatever. Like things progress over time. So just try, try, try your best. Um, And there's only, only so much you can do. I know how helpless and horrible it can feel because you feel so lonely. You're walking around the halls and you just don't feel like you connect with anyone. You feel uncomfortable. It definitely affects your mental health for sure. It certainly affected mine. And it also does affect your studies or grades. For me, I've always been an amazing student, A student, whatever. But freshman year, um, the reason that I don't have a 4.0 GPA is largely due to freshman year because I got all A's, but I got A minuses. And part of that was because I felt like I wasn't able to adequately perform in every single one of my classes because certain classes I felt uncomfortable in, um, maybe because of the people or, like, I didn't have anyone to talk to in them or maybe because I felt way too scared to talk to teachers. Like, I was so closed off at that time. I was in this shell because I just felt like no one cared to talk to me. No one knew who I was. I felt so isolated and lonely, and it definitely impacted me reaching out to teachers, me reaching out to other people for help, and um, and that's the reason for some of my less great grades. I mean, yes, they're all A's, but you know, it, it definitely took a toll on me and my mental health and my schoolwork for sure. So I I completely understand where you're coming from and I know the feeling and I do not miss the feeling whatsoever. But the best advice I can give you honestly is just do your best. Do your best and the things that are meant for you will find you. The people that are meant for you will find you, however long that takes. However excruciating it is to walk into school every day, you can do it. Keep your head high and also think of it as like, wow, I I can be independent. I can you know, go to lunch on my own or maybe you can go to the library during lunch or something if you don't want to like sit alone. But I would hate for you to stay in the bathroom like I used to. I used to hate that, but it felt like my only option. And now I kinda wish like I kind of just like went into the library or went and sat somewhere else um that wasn't the cafeteria because in reality no one's paying attention, no one's watching and a place like the library is like a pretty comforting place to go if you have nowhere to go for lunch. So definitely think of that as an option. But I think You're doing great and just keep branching out the best you can, but also know that it's not completely in your control and other people need to reach out too. So, yes, do your best, but don't beat yourself up if you can't make those connections yet because it's hard. It's really hard, but you will. This next person emailed me and said Hi, Sister Spell. Hope you've had a good 2022 so far and school is doing well. Anyway, I messaged you back in April about my mom's sister and how I thought I was losing my friends. Well, a lot has happened since then. I've been trying to boost my grades back up and I want to be try to I want to try to be a healthier and better version of myself. For some reason I can't make myself work out or get active and I also have a serious habit of procrastinating. Me too. <laughs> I'm trying to not do that but I can't. Besides that my friends keep saying I'm gay and making jokes about me. I identify my sexuality as aromantic, not liking anyone, slash lacking romantic attraction, but lately I feel like they may be right. I can't picture myself with guys, nor do I find any cute, but I can see myself with girls and wouldn't be mad about dating one. However, I've never had a crush on anyone ever, and I don't know what to think. These boys at, uh, at my school sexualize everything, and they always make jokes that me and my two good friends, we'll call them Kayla and Lily, are dating, and always say we're hooking up. It gets super annoying, and I've just tried to say... Try not to say anything um, because they'll try to make it dirty. Aside from that, no one uses their phones anymore that's maybe what you're trying to say and I always have to call my friends first it makes me really sad and I'm starting to believe that my friends don't want to be around me I drifted away from one of my close friends last year since she went to a different school and she started to dodge my calls we don't talk anymore and I'm kind of sad about it but not that much this spring break I'm supposed to go to Disneyland with my best friends Kylie and June from the previous email I sent and I'm sort of scared about it whenever we hang out they just play on their phones and sort of yell at me for wanting to hang out and not want to and not wanting to just stare at screens I feel like if we go to Florida they're gonna get annoyed at me and make me feel bad i'm more close to kylie than june and i want to talk to her about it but i feel like she'll blow it off and put the blame on me i also reconnected with my old best friend and we had some problems with kylie and june we aren't besties anymore but we're becoming close again i haven't told them about it because i don't know how they'll react i honestly don't know what to do anymore and i just want to give it get want everything to go back to normal could you give me some advice on how to deal with my friendships and just help me understand how i'm feeling thanks so much and i hope you have a good week hope you have a good week too and You know what? I think the first part, I honestly can't give you the best advice because I deal with the same thing. Honestly, I've been in a rut for a long time now as far as like health and fitness go. Um, it's only like the past, like honestly, like week or two weeks, um, that I've been starting to like watch my eating again and like start doing, um, exercise occasionally because I just want to get back into that. There was a time like last winter, um, or no, two winters ago when I was doing like really, really great. Uh, Like I was working out every weekend with my mom and then like multiple times a week and I was eating really well and I was going great and I was actually seeing progress and then I kind of just stopped and I never really started back up again. Like it was kind of on and off, on and off. So I really understand the whole procrastination thing. Honestly, I procrastinate every single thing I do. For example, my car registration expired today and I had to renew it and I literally renew it renewed it today like the day it expired um because if you drive around with like an expired tag their cops look out for that kind of stuff and I'm just not trying to get pulled over and get a ticket for my car being like having like expired registration so I finally did it but like the fact that it took me to the very last day is kind of ridiculous uh that's kind of the same for everything that I do it's almost like like a natural thing that I like physically can't stop so As far as procrastination goes, I can't really help you with that. However, what I will say is I noticed you said, oh, I just can't change it. Like, I can't do that. I don't think that you should say you can't because that's going to give you the idea in your head that like you literally can't there's no other option than to procrastinate and even I know there is an option and I kind of make the choice subconsciously to just not do it until the last minute but don't say that you can't because you you can and you are capable of it it just takes a lot of hard work and discipline and you can get to that spot um What I'll say about your friends is that I wouldn't worry about, like, their reaction to you getting close to your old best friend. If they have a weird reaction, then I don't really know what kind of friends they are because they shouldn't- I mean, there's nothing wrong with you connecting with an old best friend. Like, there's literally nothing wrong with that. So, if for some reason that were to cause drama, I would heavily consider not being friends with them just because that's just- stupid. There's literally not a single thing with you being friends with other people, especially when they don't even give you that much attention from what it sounds like. As far as Disneyland, don't worry too much about it because it's a little ways away until you go with them and maybe things will change. Um, I would say if you're closer to one than the other, I think you said you're closer to Kylie. If you want to talk to her about it and just kind of see how she takes it, obviously do it very civilly, very nicely, but just be like, hey, you know, I noticed that like a lot of times when we hang out, like we just kind of go on our phones and I was kind of worried about it recently because I was thinking about a trip to Disneyland and I just want to make sure we have fun. You know, something along those lines, it's kind of like you're not accusing, her or confronting her, but it's more just like, hey, like I wonder if we could change something or just even bringing her awareness to to it because maybe she doesn't realize how much time she actually spends on her phone when you guys all hang out. Um, So that's an option. I just wouldn't like don't stress too much about it because I think it's going to be okay. And again, it's okay to have rifts with your friends. It's okay to feel like maybe you're not clicking with them as much because that happens all the time, especially when you're young. You will go in and out of friendships and that's natural. So just let things happen the way they happen. Keep being a good friend. Keep having open communication and don't like bottle your feelings up because you, at the end of the day, need to let them know how you're feeling. So yeah, I know that was very basic simple advice straight to the point but that's really like the best advice I can give you it's just be very open because they're never going to know if you have a problem if you don't like come to them and tell them about it and I think you know I understand you're wanting to have things get back to normal but honestly like Going back to normal is such an overused term. I feel like once things change, they kind of change. So I feel like getting back to normal shouldn't be your goal. I think it's adjusting to the new normal and making it the best that you can should be your goal Um, because things usually don't really reverse, I guess to back to how they were. They kind of just progress if that makes sense. So just make the most of the situation you have now, but obviously don't stay with friends who don't make you feel great about yourself or whatever. Um and as far as like them commenting on your sexuality too, like just people in general and like boys, that's so wrong because that's someone's sexuality and it's not theirs and it's not theirs to comment on and it can make people feel really uncomfortable and I can tell that it bothers you for sure and I just think it's weird if like you actually have friends or people around you like do not do not be friends with people or don't hang around people who are like trying to decide your sexuality for you because that's a you thing and there's nothing wrong with exploring it. You're young, you have plenty of time, there's no rush to figure anything out, and you will find peace with whatever your sexuality is at some point, probably, but it doesn't have to be now, and it's really, really disrespectful for people to be pushing certain names on you and certain labels on you, so just don't let people walk over you, don't let them say disrespectful things to you, stand up for yourself. Alright guys, so I'm going to end this episode here. I'm not even going to talk about tea because, honestly, there has been, like, zero tea. Um, However, if you guys have any information on Jenny Popach or Popach, I I don't even know how to say her name, but it's P-O-P-A-C-H, and she's this girl whose account kind of disappeared a little while ago, and I'm, I'm considering doing, like, a what happened to her because there's been kind of a lot of controversy about her and her mom for couple years now I think um I don't know if you guys remember but I made a video like someone broke into the hype house uh a while ago and it they were involved in that and there was this all like it's just it's a very like weird odd kind of family and like story and I feel like it'd be a cool topic so if you guys happen to have any information on her or you want something to be included in a video I think that's probably one of my next projects um but yeah I also have an essay to write tonight because I was just talking about procrastination I do everything last minute so I gotta write my essay and I'm going to do that tonight before I before it gets too late it's 8 49 p.m when I'm recording this and it's due at 11.59, so I've I've got time, but I just wanted to let you guys know again, thank you so much for your continuous support, and you can always ask for advice every single week by DMing DMing me on Instagram at sisterspillytt or at spillcastofficial, um, and you can send me a voice message or a dm of course everything is anonymous unless for some reason you want me to say your name and check out the spotify polls that i add because sometimes i've been adding like some polls or questions for you guys to answer if you have spotify as well you can also uh, send me a voice message through anchor Um, that will be in the description of this podcast episode if you want to ask for advice that way or of course you can email me like many people do at sisterspillytt at gmail.com but please feel free to ask for advice as many times as you want I do not care I'm here to help you guys I'm here to give advice and um, if you're someone who's been listening for a while and you haven't asked for advice yet like go ahead ask me for advice like literally don't be afraid like no one's reading this no one knows who you are except for me um and even then like obviously you guys are I I don't know who you are I'm not gonna expose anything so yeah only sure what you're comfortable with but don't be afraid to reach out is what I'm trying to say so yeah thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next week